Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kairos Has Friends, the show where I sit down with the people that matter to me the most, and those people are my friends. Before we get to our special guests today, uh, if you're interested in seeing more of me for some reason, you can always follow me on my favorite social media platforms uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on Snapchat and on TikTok at Kairos Keenan, where I'm always posting something goofy. So if you like goofiness, you can just go there. Uh, and then you can also visit my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting things like blogs and videos that help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes and all that jazz. But enough about me. Enough about me and my, my good vibes. Enough about me and my, my uh, TikToking and my, and my Snapchatting and my Facebooking. Uh, I'm sitting here with the very special guest, somebody uh, who I have to say is way better... Uh, at her job than than I am at mine because <laughs> she's quite quite talented uh, and and uh, a good friend of mine who who I guess it's been how long have we known each other now a year yeah about a about year a year, about a year. Um, and and all that so I'm sitting here with my friend uh, Shauna Puccio uh, who ha- has her master's in voice performance and pedagogy yes. <laughs> You did it! Yes! All right. Well, that's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Uh, She she has her master's in voice performance and pedagogy. I said it again because I'm proud of myself. And uh, she is currently on her path to getting her doctorate in audiology. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we get into that, um, there's a... a, We live in a crazy world right now, to say the least. Uh, A world where some of the things that we're used to doing we are not able to do. So I want to, I want to check in on you, Shauna. Shauna, how are you doing? How are you feeling during this quarantine world that we're living in? Living in yeah, I am doing really well, all things considered. Um, and it's funny because I started a brand new job two weeks before everything shut down. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going to let me go. I don't know what I'm going to do. So you felt that because like, because you were so new. I was and so new. Up, yeah. That you would be like the first cut exactly exactly and they told us they were like listen like we don't know what the future holds we don't know if we're gonna have to make cuts which they eventually did have to sure um but i wasn't one of them thank goodness goodness, um yeah and i got to work from home basically since the beginning of my job Mm -hmm. so like i really can't complain i i have two dogs that I have to take care of. So yes. not having to worry about leaving them home alone mm-hmm. and being able to do just like the little things, even on my lunch break, wash the dishes or like right, something right. that you're like supposed to do. But you, <laughs> when you get home, when you get home from work, you're just like, I just don't want to do this. I just want to like, sit on the couch and watch <laughs> Netflix for 20 hours. Leave me alone. Exa- exactly. Yeah. And so I think during my lunch break, I still have a little bit of energy where I'm like, okay, I can be productive even so yes. during my lunch break. So I'm doing really well during quarantine and how are you doing (laughs) i am i am doing well i you know what it's i kind of have a similar story i mean i've been at my job for for over two years now but uh i moved to a new oh there's the wine i should have got wine why what you're drinking wine and i'm not and i'm sorry i am yeah i was a little nervous i had to like take the edge (laughs) oh what you're nervous about talking to me today but it's just me it's just me but like this is on social media. It and... is on social media. So so don't say anything that you'll regret because when you run for president, 
this this is this will come back to haunt you. Oh God! I know. So just know that we're you know people are gonna dig this up. Listen, um, like don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, right. I might run for <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, listen, I'll I'll take you. Oh, never mind. We're not even gonna go there. Um, so <laughs> not even gonna go there. Um, but anyway, so so when I when I uh, when the I'm I moved into my new home on March fifteenth, which was the same day that yes. they pretty much shut everything down. Yeah. So I have been in my home a lot and, and I don't know what it's like to, to wake up, get ready for work and then drive to work right. <laughs> from my home. I have no idea what it's like. I oh literally did it for the first time. Cause I go into the office once a week. I did it for the first time last Wednesday, last Wednesday. What is it? August? What is like, it was like August 18th or something like that. Oh my and word. that was my first time ever waking up putting on clothes <laughs> and like taking a shower, not in that order, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like driving to work and then right. driving back. It was like a normal day. And I'm like, that I don't so like crazy. it. Crazy. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I want to like be it. able to, I want to wake up. All I want to put on is a hat and a shirt and then go on my Zoom yeah. calls and call it a day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel the same. Some people are, have been really struggling through quarantine. They're like, yeah, but I like the people interaction I yes. like having somewhere to go yeah. it's a break from my home and I'm like I can't relate to that statement like I cannot <laughs> relate I like being home yeah and I just I don't know I I think I had more of a social anxiety than I knew I had Fair because enough. as soon as I came home I was like I have no stress yeah I'm just yeah. doing my job from eight to five <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wash my hands of it at the end of the day, yes. but like, there's no stress. Like I don't have to run into my boss in the hallway. Yes. I don't have to talk about things that people just make stupid conversation over, yeah, yeah. you know, no, like, I'm just not talk. into small talk. Yeah. yeah there's no, like, I'm not into that. like when you're, when you're refilling your coffee mug, it's not like, so I watched a game last night. <laughs> like right, none of that. Exactly. Just like, just because you're here doesn't mean you have to say something to me. Like, exactly. we can just be quiet. <laughs> right. We can just, like, I'm, I'm not going to get mad at you if you don't say a single word to me. That's okay. Exactly, yeah. So, it's been really working in my favor. That's fair. So, and it sounds like in your favor as oh, well. So, 100%. That's good. 100%. Because I, I consider myself to be one of the most introverted extroverts of all time, which I learned, there's a word for that. It's called ambivert. I had no idea that's a thing. But I put up a TikTok the other day that was like, yeah, I'm the most introverted extrovert of all time. And they're like, oh, well, excuse me, that word is called the ambivert and I'm like oh geez I'm sorry I didn't I had no idea I mean so, who would know that though them all of them exactly <laughs> apparently apparently I was the only person in the world that did not know what an ambivert was so now I feel <laughs> stupid and that's why I don't talk to people and no I'm the same way though like the whole extroverted introvert I feel like that's yeah. like an up-and-coming like fad yeah. to be but I feel like I've always been like I've that. always been I've, that way yeah you know? like, I, I have no problem talking to people when I have to I just don't yeah. want to <laughs> right exactly. like when I'm when I'm talking to people like it's fine like if I'm in a social setting like I'll have a good time it'll be fine I'll feel comfortable it's fine I just if I can avoid it even better if I can sit at home right. and, what, and read a book or watch tv or something like that Kairos is happy exactly and I yeah. am absolutely the kind of person that I'm like I regret ever making plans ever like <laughs> and then when they get I canceled you're like be... yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But every time I'm like, I'm going to be a new person and I'm going to love going out. And it just doesn't happen. Like it just yeah. doesn't happen. Or maybe it happens once. And then, <laughs> then the first time that you, that you have a choice of going out and going in or staying in and then you decide to stay in, you're like, I made the right decision. I'm really happy right now. Yeah. Yes. So, exactly. So, and then my, no, please go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, and I was just going to say, all my friends, they're like, no, like, you're so extroverted. And I'm like, yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. To you. It's like, if you, if you only knew, if you only knew that I do not want to have this conversation right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one of the times that you did decide to go out was when we met. So, like, yes. we, we met at a party um, for mm-hmm. at Professor Arneson's house. Uh, we, we met mm-hmm. at that party. And I, I remember thinking, as we were sitting there talking, and I'm like, she needs to be my friend. Yes. 100%. She needs to be my friend. Well, and I knew it because no one ever vibes with me when it comes to in the heights. (laughs) And as soon as that- Two of my tattoos. And I want tattoos from that so bad. Yes. And when I mentioned it and you were like, yes, I was like, (laughs) done deal. Like we can be friends. No Mm -hmm. one ever knows the passion that I have for in the heights. And they don't know why. It was right. my very first Broadway show I ever saw. Is it I, really? I don't think I knew that. Yes. I oh, wasn't wow. allowed to see Broadway shows. That's a whole nother story until oh, I was 18. But I wasn't going to wait. I was a Broadway buff. Like, that's yeah, all I course, listened to. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And I forged my parents' signature on my permission <gasps> slip. And I told them that I was going to go to a local restaurant that had, like, theater snippets during dinner. And they were doing Don Quixote that night. And I was like listen, I'm not going to be back until late. Like dinner doesn't start until like eight o'clock and the show is really long. So like, don't expect me home until whatever. And they believed it. (laughs) Wait, okay. Here's my question. Here's my question. What year, what year did this take place? Uh, that was, uh, oh gosh, I was in high school. So like probably like, like mid 2000, like 2005, six, seven, eight, like around there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been probably about 15 years since that point. Yes. Um, if your parents are listening right now, is this the first time they're hearing the truth? The full truth? Probably. <gasps> you heard it here <laughs> first, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is an exclusive, this is an exclusive uh, uh, tidbit. Uh, Shauna lied to her parents. Uh, uh, parents, if you're listening right now, just know that she had the best of intentions. She just wanted to go see In the Heights, which is a fantastic All show. All I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to save you from the trouble. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> there, were, there was far more trouble to come in my teenage years <laughs> for them. So, Same. You know? <laughs> They're probably like, we're just, that, we're just happy that, that you're a nice person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she has a good head on her shoulders right, now. Right, right, right. So. <laughs> no, I, I, it's funny because, uh, yeah, we, we met at that party and, and I was like, I, I remember because we're, we're sitting there talking and I'm like, I'm like, this person needs to be my friend. And then ever since then, ever since that day, We've, we've just been friends. We just, uh, like, we just made it a point because I, I think we were both feeling the same way and yeah. we both made it a point to just be like, okay, we're friends now and we're going to talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're and just going to, like, talk. And I think, I, like, t- at that party, I was like, I need to talk to this guy because I don't want to talk to anybody else that I know here, <laughs> if only to escape that. And it, it worked so in my favor. <laughs> I know, I know. It, like, works out. it works out because like, it, 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 it's just, it's funny how everything just kind of like worked out and uh, like how I would have never thought going into that day that I would come out with like this newfound lifelong friend that, that I have now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm happy. This it, makes me happy. Yeah, me this too. Makes me happy. Can you- can you imagine we would have never met if I know. you weren't someone's plus one I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And and it like it legit worked out perfectly because uh 
because I work, I work right up the street from, from his house. So I told her, I was like, hey, she's like, if you want to come to Sparta, yeah. you, can, you can come with me. Because I knew Professor Arneson because he was one of my uh, professors too when I went to Ryder. Um, and so... So I was like, she was like, yeah, you should just come to the party. And I was like, okay, sure. I won't really know anybody there. And I don't, I don't even think Professor Arneson remembers who I am because I only had one class with him. And, and it was a long, long time ago, like 2008. Right. Like, and it was like, you know, well over 10 years yeah. ago. And so I'm like, I don't think that uh, she would know or that he would remember me. So I, I showed up and I, you know, I was, I was fairly quiet because I, I really didn't know anybody there and everybody else knew each other there. Um, but I only knew the person that, that I was with. And, um, and then, and then we started talking and then it just kind of went from there. I'm like, this this works out perfectly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm pretty sure the whole room went like whoever else we were sitting with were just like, yeah, they were just like, oh, like they're just like having their own conversation. (laughs) And look at us now. And look at us now. Like if anybody was at that party, they're probably watching this right now. being like, wait, what? (laughs) They stayed friends the whole time. (laughs) They stayed for like this whole this like over the past year like they stayed friends. That's crazy. Right. Um, but no, that's really sad. So like so so now like we we met at that party and then I, I went and the really cool thing is that I went to go see you perform because you have this gorgeous 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 voice. Thank you. And uh, and I was a plus I wasn't a plus one again <laughs> to go see to go see uh, to go see you perform and I, and I remember sitting there being like oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Like 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 you just like song after song after song. I was like, what what how? Because <laughs> uh, you you went to Westminster uh, uh, Choir College. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. What was what was that like? What was it like going to Westminster Choir College? I think my experience there wasn't your typical experience because Westminster was going through all the drama of them being sold. Um, and my voice teacher left a year in. So Arneson wasn't even my first voice teacher. Sure. I had Dr. Rieger and then he left to take another opportunity. Right. Totally understandable. I would never hold bad blood for someone like that. But it was stressful for me because I had my heart set on studying with him the whole time because like a bunch of my friends who had previously gone there had studied with him. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of like the rug was ripped out from under sure. me. I mean, it, it definitely worked out because Dr. Arneson has been such a godsend to my voice. And I didn't even know, like, Dr. Rieger's amazing, but I didn't know what I was missing sure. from a different point of view from his teaching. And he and I kind of were able to see eye to eye more so because Arneson is a pedagogue and I pride myself on being a teacher at heart. Mm-hmm performing comes second to me to right. teaching right. and I have my own studio now I open one up here in my house one of my guest rooms is a studio nice. oh, that's cool. um so it really um it worked out in the end and right. I'm I'm not pursuing music as a career now <laughs> and like do I wish that I could have said like listen like maybe you should think about this two years ago if only just to save the cash sure yeah I would sure but yeah. you can't replace experiences. Right. So there's a give and take to every of course. situation. Of course. So you know? so going through the like the, the performance that I saw, that was your final performance. Like yes. uh, uh, like of like you, all the training that you did at the school, um, that was your final performance. Um, what was it like taking the stage 
after years and years and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of trainings and late nights and rehearsals and all of that stuff, what was it like to go that whole time and then finally have it culminate at that moment? You know, I thought I was going to be a lot more nervous than I was. And it helped that Dr. Arneson allowed me to mold my program into something that I really loved. You know, I, I did some American art song that was kind of like off the cuff. Not many people do this kind of thing. And then I, half of it was musical theater. So that is something I'm so passionate about. And um, I think I was shocked at myself because okay. I hadn't, sung a f entire program since my undergrad which was years before this had happened sure so i didn't know how my voice was going to cooperate i didn't know if i was going to be fatigued by the end of it i didn't know if people were going to like it that's a huge right. thing for me it's like can i keep people's attention can i tell the story the way that i want to tell the story mm -hmm. that it really touches people and that's what's important for me and um, there, there was always a quote that stuck with me since I took Dr. Arneson's class. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote in the book and it says, the end of art is not to, um, oh gosh, and I'm going to forget it because I'm on the spot. Don't forget, you're of, running for president, so don't forget. I know, right? <laughs> it, it, I won't quote it. It's like, the yeah. end of art is not to impress, but to move. Mm. And I, I've always stuck to that. And I think that's what's the most important. And, and even some musical theater, I find musical theater really moving, mm -hmm. but some people don't see it like that. Some people just okay. see it as like, they're just singing and dancing and I can't take mm -hmm. two and a half hours of that. And I'm like, but like, they're you're only looking at this surface area that right, you're, right. you know. It's just narrow, that's just narrow-minded. narrow-minded, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's so funny because I when Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, mm -hmm. luckily I was able to see it on Broadway. I'm jealous. Not the original cast. I'm jealous, uh, still. <laughs> I'm jealous. I've I watched it seven times, by the way, on, on Disney+. Plus. I've watched it oh seven gosh. times. Yes, I've watched it several times. And as <laughs> soon as it starts, we have like a showing party here at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks and for the invite. <sighs> Awkward. Sorry, Kai. <laughs> no, it's fine. I didn't want to. I'm a, remember, I'm an introvert, so I didn't want to watch it with anybody anyway. So. Wow. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> well, oh, no. My, my internet connection is bad. I guess. Oh, man. I got to. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it started and I just started sobbing and nobody really, everyone was looking at me like nothing yeah. happened yet. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah, but like when you are so invested yes. in a musical and now you finally get to see it. It's right before your eyes. <laughs> yes. It literally, like something just in releases Absolutely. inside of you. And like by the end, forget it. Like when the orphan. Oh. I know. Yeah. You know, no. I, what's funny <laughs> is that like, so I, I was afraid that like after watching it on Disney plus that I would have less of a inkling okay. to go see it, but it only made me want to go see yeah. it more because like, I know there's 100%. so much that, that, that we just, didn't catch because of maybe the camera was facing it one way you know you can't watch it the other way. you know watch something else that's happening on the other side of the stage and all of that and it just made me want to go watch it even more you know like yeah. once once broadway makes its grand return like it just <laughs> makes me want to go watch that kind of stuff or that show specifically even more 
So I'm with Absolutely. you. I, I might start crying too. I might be sitting there in the audience. I'll, of course, I'll be way up in the back because obviously. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, and so the, uh, the, uh, the show of like, bop, 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 bop. And I'll be like, so to say that Lin-Manuel Miranda has had a little effect on your life is an understatement. Yes. I mean, he is, He's just so brilliant. And yes. I wish I could have, I wish I could peek inside his brain oh, just for a couple of hours yeah. even, because I can't imagine the way that he thinks like, I know just the smallest idea. I can make this into a song yeah. or a musical, you know, right, like this whole. He, I, I once, uh, uh, I tweeted at him one time. Yeah. Uh, Cause he was like, at the time it was like around the time that uh, they had announced that filming had begun on the new Mary Poppins movie. Yes. So I tweeted at him because um, they also had like announced that he was going to be directing Tick, Tick, Boom. And then Hamilton was still at its peak. And like, like all of this, like great stuff was happening. I think Moana might've been like out at the time too. Like, yep. like it was just like, he was like just living it. Killing up. it. <laughs> and so I, I tweeted at him and, uh, and like, it wasn't even at him. I just tweeted in general. I tagged him and I was like, I don't know how Lin-Manuel Miranda does it. Like he has so much stuff going on, like blah, blah, blah. He responded to me. No, he didn't. Yes. And I was like, what? So like, and he went on about how, you know, how he's like, uh, you know, how he has a great team and blah, 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 yeah. like all that nonsense. Right. But like, could you just imagine my face when I'm, I'm in the middle of my work day. So I sent out this tweet and 20 minutes later, I get a notification on my phone and it says, Lin-Manuel Miranda has replied to your tweet. Oh like, no. <laughs> And at first I was like, okay, this is probably one of those like Twitter accounts. It's like somebody just created like this random Twitter account that says, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but then I opened it up and I saw the blue check mark and I'm like, Lin-Manuel oh Miranda gosh. just, he knows, he knows I exist. He oh knows that gosh. I exist. And then on top of that, and he, so he wrote back this really long, like just thread tweet in response to what I, what I said. And I was like, oh man, that's fantastic. I don't even know what to say back. And I wanted to, whatever I was going to say back, I was going to like, I was like planning in my head. Okay, I want to say this. I have his attention now. What can I do? And so, like, I'm coming up with something in my head. An hour later, he sends another tweet, following no up, following up <gasps> on the tweet that he just sent. And I, wow. I, I nearly dropped my phone. So, like, you made him think. Like, you like, were on his mind. <laughs> like, like, legit. Like, to know that whatever whatever he was doing that day, whether he was like rehearsing for Mary Poppins or yeah. <laughs> writing that new musical or directing Tick Tick Boom or whatever the the heck he was doing at that moment, yeah, I, I made my way into his brain with this stupid ass tweet, <laughs> and then he and then he wrote back, and then for an hour he was like, no 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 wait I got more. <laughs> And I, I love was, that. And so, like, here's the thing: if I ever get the chance to meet him and have like a one-on-one conversation with him, I'm going to show him and tell him <laughs> that story, and I'll be like, "Just so you know, I was in your brain for like an hour, and I whatever I said, it bothered you. And like, I mean, it didn't bother him, but he like it, it hit him in a way that he not only wanted to respond, but he <laughs> wanted to follow up to his original <laughs> right. response." And I yeah, was like, right. I he was would be like, like security, oh, security, get this guy out of here. <laughs> so I hope I get the chance to like meet him and like actually chat with him because I want to be, be like, incredible. I just want to be like, hey, first of all, big fan, I got tattoos of you all over my body. Also, you, I tweeted that you once and you tweeted back. And he'll be like, okay, all right, sir, I'm going to have to ask you. Right, you, exactly. Can please, you please, can please you please get out of here. Please leave my home. Um, 
<laughs> so 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 with all of that being being said right so uh-huh. so now you're at a point so you got your master's in voice performance and mm. pedagogy nice. pedagogy there you go that was better that was better okay i'm just um so now you're getting your doctorate in audiology audiology so here's my question to you what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) so audiologists are the people who they do a million things really um Mm -hmm. what they're known for is doing you like at an ent office they do your hearing Mm -hmm. test okay they do like cochlear um they don't do the surgery, they oh, do okay. the fitting. Sure. They do hearing aid fittings. Um, they do things like, there's a thing called a VNG test, which tells you if you have um, vertigo or oh, wow. if it's something more. And then they write yeah. the report on it. Um, so it's a clinician. Right, right. It's a clinician doctor, yeah. And, ha- and, how, did and you, it, how did you get into that? What made you decide that you wanted to do that? Yeah, I knew that was going to be the next question because <laughs> everybody always asks me. Um, so there was a, a pivotal point when I was at Westminster that really kind of solidified it for me. Well, I guess there were a few moments. I always knew I was great at science. Okay. And Kathy Price, shout out to Kathy Price because she was shout out, such Kathy a Price. great influence on me. Shout out. <laughs> um, Hold on. Let me pick up that name real quick. Hold on. Just... <laughs> Just like um, really encouraging me to take my talent in research. I'm such a great researcher and I'm such a great paper writer. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but like that's just what I'm good at. Sure, sure. Um, And she was like, you know, I really think that you can excel in something like this. So my original plan was to get my doctorate in music Mm -hmm. with a pedagogy concentration. Okay. But... I knew that I would still have to keep on singing for grades and for teachers. And that sounds like, yeah, obviously, but like for me, that wasn't enjoyable because there was a class that really um, proved that to me. It was like in a, like an auditions class and I took it as an elective and it was like, okay, well, what you're going to do for the whole class is you're going to come with your auditions and you're going to sing and we're going to critique you. And the teacher there was just, she was just a little too mean. Oh, wow. And I I can, I can take meanness, but I can't take ruthless meanness when there's no positive at all right right, yes. right yeah yeah so like i had i had already had it in my brain i was like maybe i should really take this audiology route and it was something that i had been researching and was starting to feel a lot of passion for and as soon as i took that class i was like yeah like i'm done like i'm right. done walking into a room for auditions and immediately they look at me i'm five two i'm small <laughs> i'm athletically built i'm not your typical performing woman okay so right off the bat they're passing a judgment over me without even knowing my name without hearing me sing and I'm just I was just so tired of that field and I was so tired of the vanity and the preconceived notions about people you don't know them yes you don't know them and I was like you know I'm I know I'm smart I know I'm smart and I know I can do this so I'm gonna do this I'm just gonna pull I'm pulling the plug on music and I'm 
making a new one for audiology and I'm going to plug it in. I'm going to plug it in and I'm going to light everything up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, a, oh my gosh. So like that. So, so now you are, you said just today, today you began this journey of, of getting your doctor in audiology and, and how long does this journey last? So it's three years that involves coursework. And then the fourth year is a full externship. So you're working. So as you're a going to college again is what again, you're saying. Again, yeah. I am in year seven of college. That's Van Walder. Van Walder <laughs> was in college for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the, by the time I'm done, it'll be 11 years of college. 11 years. Oh my gosh. Like literally yeah. a decade of your life. Is... And you, I really, I'm like, do I? No, I definitely want to do this, but like, do I want to do this? You know? So, like... so that's like, so like counting the time that you're like from when you first start, like, kindergarten i mean for two decades you are just two straight decades of school yes. right uh, uh are you going to know what it's like to not be in school because like I, I remember it took me a while like when i grew up and i graduated from from college in 2009 I, I i graduated and um i was like i don't i don't have any homework i don't have <laughs> any i don't have to do like i can go home and just like yeah. do what i am good at i can just do it yeah, I don't know how, what I'm going to do with myself, I don't think, you know, because it's, yeah. it's going to be a long time coming. Yeah. And then like finally hitting that spot where like, you don't even have school on the horizon. Yeah. I have, I have no idea. No idea what that feels like at all. Interesting. Yeah. So, so did you ever have aspirations to, to like be like not not necessarily on the broadway but like to or maybe is to be on broadway or to do you know classical concerts and things like that did you did you have those aspirations and if so when did they stop was it during that class you know i definitely or do you still have it and you might still have it i'm I'm curious yeah you know i was better at musical theater always okay ever since i was little i was always better at musical theater and then i was like but there's always people better than me. So let me try the classical route. Mm -hmm. And that was, it worked. It works and I can sing classically, but I don't get the joy like I get when I sing musical theater. Sure. That being said, yes, I did have aspirations of making it on Broadway. I just didn't have the funds or the connections or honestly the hustle in me to be able to really do that grind. And I have such respect for people who, really put in their work and they're like, yeah. I'm going to do this. And I just like literally so many props to them because I just couldn't do it. Neither could I, I just couldn't do it. I, and I, so- I, I, I totally 100% understand what you're saying because like there was a time that I, I, I was hustling and I was like, yes. I'm going to give it 125%. And I'll tell you exactly, I'll tell the exact moment when I realized that this is not what I want to do. I was, uh, I was understudying at the George Street Playhouse for a show called Getting the Band Back Together, which, which ended up going to Broadway like some years later, right? And I was underscoring for them. And so like uh, at, at this regional theater, there were a bunch of people that had done Broadway, like that had done like everything that I wanted to do, that had done big, big shows and had long runs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I got to sit and talk with them, you know, during rehearsals and, and things like that. And I'll never forget talking with them and them saying, once a show closes, they're right back where they were before. Mm. And it's never a guarantee that you're ever going to get like that opportunity again. Yes. Right? And then that's what, like, at that point it hit me. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to live my life 
with that much anxiety because like mm. in the moment obviously if you do make it to the broadway you <laughs> feel great like i'm i'm here i made it i'm performing eight shows a week awesome but then once that show closes what what then you, you you're right back to you're back on the same level as mm. some of the even some of the non-act people mm. right uh i like even from like they look at me being like they're on the same level as me because i'm i'm one broken foot away from going on to do this show that was being done by a broadway actor right you know i'm one cough away absolutely. from stepping in for a night absolutely you know and like i that terrified me mm. terrified me to no end and i knew that i wanted to have more control over my life than that yes Yep. And it was at that point that like when, when that ended, I realized that I didn't want to pursue that anymore. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't want to give it my all and not know where, how I was going to, you know, uh, make my money, how I was going to mm. eat, whether I would be going to go be able to go on vacation, whether I'd be able to buy a new car, whether I'd yeah. be able to buy a home in the future, you know, like all of this stuff. And like, even now, like in hindsight, it's 2020, mm. but like, I feel awful for all of my friends right now that are, that do, that do Broadway, that do professional shows, that do regional shows that right now, because they gave it 125%, they made it. And now there is no theater. Yeah. And, and the, like the restaurant, some of the restaurants that they would just go to to make extra money, they're closed Mm. or they're at working at limited capacity. Yeah. So they have to move back with their parents and not that, not that any of this is bad, but just like, I don't know with as much anxiety as I have in general that I struggle with. I don't know if I personally would have been able to handle that, handle mm. this situation, this, this pandemic. Right. And they, Does that make there sense? was no yeah. way that you could have, they could have seen it coming. Right. It right, was, right. It was, they were so blindsided and everything yes. was taken from that. I feel awful. It's horrible. It really is. Yeah. I'd like really not, not even just my performer friends, but my stage manager friends, my, my directors, uh, choreographers, uh, uh, pianists, you know, mm. people like, like Katie, you know, like, I mean, like, obviously like they're like, people are still out doing their thing. Like they're finding the, like the, the ways to, to survive and to do what they do best. But like the things that, that, that are so used to, like, it's not, it's not happening right now. Yeah. And like, I don't even, could you imagine doing Westminster choir college virtually? No, no, I can't. What, what are the, is that what is that what they're going to do this year? You know, I don't know. The last I heard was yes, they're doing virtually, but then Murphy said, "Well, now we can have either some classes are online or whatever." He said, and I don't know what the end game was. I don't know what the conclusion was. I'm really curious how that's going to how it, how it would work because I know that they also said that singing is like a super spreader. Yeah. Like singing, singing and playing any kind of horn of, of some sort is like one of the worst ways to spread the virus. Yeah, like I sing in a church currently and I have to sing in like this like shielded yeah. thing and no one else can sing behind their mask. So it's just me and it's just like everything <laughs> weird. Everything just, just like backwards, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, as you were talking, I... I realized what my pivotal moment for not picking Broadway was. And it wasn't even a Broadway audition. It was Hairspray Live. I went into the city and I auditioned and he looked at me after I was done and he was like, 
you have a great voice. You're just not fat enough. And I was like, I can't win. I can't win. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not fat enough. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is it. This is the last audition that I do. That's wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Well, it, 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 I guess the silver lining is at least he said what he thought and it wasn't like, like some sort of BS. Is it? Like, but still, that doesn't make that. it hurt. That still doesn't make it hurt any less. You're just like, ah, oh, are you I, serious? I, I, I think I was like so dumbfounded because I was like, that's never been my problem. Right, like, right. And now all of a sudden, like... now all of a sudden you're like, I mean, I'll eat a cheesesteak. Is that what it's going to take? <laughs> There's a Wendy's right up the street. I'll just go there. You want me to go there right now? Literally. I really want this part. <laughs> yes, exactly. Here's a question. Yes. Do you think that... Welcome what? to the Shauna show. We're going to... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love when people ask... No, I love when people ask me questions because it never happens. So I love it. Go ahead, please. Do you think when people make it, they make it to Broadway, they get to perform eight nights a week, do you think it takes some of their passion out of the art? because now it's a job? That's a good question. I think that it depends on your perspective, mm. right? Because for me, I remember one thing that one of my teachers taught me, not just about theater, but just about working in general, is that if you're really doing what you love, it's not a job, right? It's not like, because job gives the implication of like, Ah, here we go. Mm. You know, so yes, it is a job, and it, sure, once you make it anywhere, it, it sort of like takes the shine out of it a little bit because it's like, oh, I'm here. Is what mm. it is, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but I think it's a matter of perspective. I think that mm. some people appreciate it more than others. I think some people take it for granted. I think some people feel entitled to be there mm. when really they're not. Uh, I so I think it depends on the person, the experience, and the perspective. But that's a great question. I never really, like, really thought of it that way. Um, but like, I, but it's hard for me to to answer that because I know from from my perspective, whenever I reached a point in my life where I'm like, yes, I made it. This is where I want to be right now. I like, I just appreciated it because I look back. I'm like, I worked my ass off to get here, mm. you know. And I think that some of the people that have worked their butts off to make it to Broadway and you know all the all those like early morning uh, uh, casting calls when you have to go to like Telsey or whatever and, yes. and stand outside in the freezing cold to go audition or you know uh, uh, doing like these BS you know small shows in order to gain experience and to build your resume and the late nights and the working two jobs in order to pay your bills and then you finally make it. I think that people that go through that ringer probably appreciate it more and yeah. than people that kind of just have it handed to them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I appreciate that answer for sure. That's a that's a very that's a very good question, Shauna. Yeah, I, I should. Say- I'm going to hire you to write my questions for my guests. <laughs> I'll be like, listen, I have this person coming up. I need you to write me a couple I, questions, please. I'll do it for you, Kai. I really <laughs> will. And you know, I was just recently thinking about that because I was writing a a piece. There's a one of my friends has like a feminist magazine, mm-hmm. and um, I wound up writing about how people say that people say like if you do something you love you'll never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. and I think I wish I had not chosen my passion and tried to make it my career interesting I really do wish that and I I but it made you who you are today though do you think that you would be who you are with this mindset today if you like because you you have this this 
you have this experience now because you're able to actually look back and say that. But, and, and because of that, you are more, I guess, uh, uh, you, you, you just know, right? So it's, I guess it's easy yeah. to say that now. Yes, it's right? definitely easy to say it now. Yeah. And I have, mil- I have learned a million and one lessons and I'm so yeah. grateful for those lessons. Right. But like for young women mm-hmm. and for young people especially, I, I kind of wish I could whisper in their ear and be like, you can keep your passion your passion and you can just have a job that you like to do mm-hmm. and you could keep yeah. those two things separate. And right. I, there are so many things that I think obviously everyone can relate to. I wish like I had known things back then, like what, what is important now? What's important to me now? Traveling, right. seeing different cultures, you right. know, spending time with my friends, having the means to order from the Chinese place down the street yes. that I really love. Yes. Having cheap wine nights with my girlfriends, you mm-hmm. know, just things that you don't think are going to be important. Yes. You wish that, that you could just send absolutely. them a message in a bottle, you and, know? And I, 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 Shona, I totally get what you're saying because, uh, and I was talking with my friend, uh, Michael Anthony Cray, um, and Michael, he uh, was a, a Broadway producer uh, and he also performed and, and all of this stuff. So he, like he had reached that point, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we were just talking the other day about, or not, not the other day, it was maybe a month or two ago, when I, we were talking about when it was that we, both he and I had decided to not... Um, you know, to, to not pursue it anymore and to not put all of our eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So like, and so for me, like, I already told you a story about that, that moment, but like the shift of, of, of how I approach things to your point, I was able to still do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, I just didn't pursue it professionally. It was more of just like a relax. I'll take the opportunity when it's given, but I, I did put my, uh, uh, hard work into what I do now, which is, you know, marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? which I love and and I'll like I'll happily be doing this for for the rest of my life and I've worked myself up to a point that I'm able to lead a team within a company and I, I make good money and I'm able to just be happy and live comfortably absolutely and, and to, I mean to your point like I was like yeah I'm happy that I I chose this path I don't know if I would have if I didn't experience the things that I then I did experience mm. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have the same mindset. Would I have ended up in marketing? Probably, sure. But like, I feel I'm. I'm. I guess I'm thankful for that experience because it like legit made me who I am right mm. now that you're talking to. Yeah. And there's, I guess, there's more of an appreciation for it and 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 the hard work. Yeah, know? totally. I love this conversation, Sean. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> this, this is this is good. You know, I, love I, I need to. I need, is is it the wine? It's the wine. That's it's that's the wine. It is. <laughs> so so I guess with that with that said, to 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 kind of wrap this up here, what would you say to somebody right now that is in that at that crossroads, right, where they they have to decide? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are at the crossroads right now, where mm. it's like, okay, do I wait for you know theater and live performances and and film and TV to come back? Or do I go a more comfortable route or mm. maybe not more comfortable, but just more like a more quote unquote guaranteed route. Um, if there's somebody here that's, that's listening to this right now, that may be like, I'm at that crossroads right now. What would you say to them? Mm. Once again, you're running for president. If you yes. Yeah. So uh, 
music for me was was the comfortable thing. It was the thing that I knew, I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it. But then, like we said, I wasn't willing to do the hustle. And I think I always knew that. I think there was always that kind of feeling like, is this a long-term thing? And I think if I had to give advice, do go with your gut. If you, if something is not right and that's like so cliche, go with your gut, but like, seriously, like you, you always know, you always know what is going to be right for you. Even if it's scary as hell, like switch completely switching fields for me. I had to jump. I literally had to jump off that cliff and hopefully something was going to catch me. And it did like, it all worked out in my favor, but it's not easy. It is not easy to make that change. If you feel you need a change, do it. Get a support system around you that's really going to be there for you um, through the downs and through the up, up, ups, you know. And so, um, and also like if you're having a really bad day and you really just don't know what to do, don't think about it. Put it away. Take a break. The sun is always going to rise tomorrow. So you always have a redo tomorrow, but give yourself a break. I think that's, that's huge. People run themselves, the especially now. The sun will come out <laughs> tomorrow. That's all, I, that's all I can think after you said that. The sun will be brighter tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going to bust it out right now. <laughs> but, but like people, like people nowadays, we're so overworked and we're yes. so spread thin. And so it's really important. If you need a break, take that break for yourself and you can always come back to it. But yeah, I mean, do the scary thing. That's yeah, it. <laughs> absolutely. You gotta that big to win big. That's you know? right. Shona, I, I, I appreciate you uh, more, more than you know. And I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful that we met at that party. I'm even more thankful that uh, you have decided to uh, not, not uh, get rid of me, <laughs> that, that you have allowed me to stay in your life. Um, has it been a year? I guess it's been, yeah. So like, it's actually this? been over a year. It's been, yeah, it's, it has to be like maybe a year and a half. Because it was at yeah. the end, it was at the end of, the like school year last year because I remember it wasn't it wasn't like the weather was nice yes I think it was like April May yeah April May of 2019 mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense that mm-hmm. makes sense uh and 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 now here we are in August 2020 nothing's wrong in the world everything is great everybody's happy we're killing there's, it there's no racism we solved racism so that's good. obviously we obviously solved racism. Um, yep, everything's great. The world's not on fire. Without stepping on toes. <laughs> yeah, right. The world's not the world's not on fire. Everybody's hugging each other and stuff. It's it's just so much. Uh, oh man, <laughs> we're I gonna feel, get there. We're gonna get. There. We're gonna fight through because that's just that's just who we are. And and, that's and right. you know, and we have people like you to, to keep us smiling and and to keep Aww. us uh, happy. And I, well, I'm, I'm speaking for my, myself, but like I, I, appre- <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you more than than you realize. And and I appreciate you uh, sitting in shadow with me today. Thanks so much for having me. I really of course. Tell me, you tell me, me, tell me how great I am now. Uh, 100% Please don't. No, I'm kidding. The best I'm kidding. Man I've ever met. <laughs> Oh, go on. Please go on. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you don't have to stop. You can keep going if you want. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you. Um, 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is that is Shauna Puccio, uh, my my good friend, and uh, uh, I just, I love catching up with her. Uh, if you want more of this type of stuff, you can go visit me on my favorite social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on Snapchat on, and on TikTok at Kyra's Keenan, and you can visit my website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that I help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. Uh, I'm sitting here with the with a, a wonderful person that has their master's in voice performance and pedagogy. <laughs> She's getting her doctorate in audiology. She is changing the world, my friends. Shauna Puccio, thank you for sitting with me. I love you. I love you so much. Uh, everybody else, have a wonderful day. God bless and good vibes.